Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for a moment on the lighter side. Now, last week, Peter of St. Peter's Hook and Crook began telling us the story of the first face-to-face battle between Jesus and the devil, the so-called temptation of Jesus. We'd like to continue that story. Peter, are you there? I've got the yo-yo. I've got the string. Say, no funny flower names today, right? Oh, uh, that, that's right, Gary. We said no more funny business, at least until the end of Lent. Uh, but we do have some important, serious things to say. Uh, may I begin? Uh, yeah, so, like, wait a minute. So, we've given up funny business for Lent? Uh, for Lent, that's right. We've given it up for Lent. That's a good thought, Okay, Gary. there yeah. we go. So go there ahead and, and tell us uh, what you All want right. to talk to us about. Well, well you know, last week we, we talked about the first of three temptations that Jesus faced at the hand of Satan. Now, Jesus had fasted for 40 days and nights, and the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. Oh, before we go any further, I do have one question. Uh, well, what is that, Gary? I never quite understood the problem here. I mean... Would it really have been so bad if Jesus had turned the stone into bread? It seems like such an insignificant thing. Ah, but but that's the first thing you need to know about the devil. It's always the seemingly insignificant things he works the hardest on. Oh, what do you mean? Well, uh, you know, uh, Gary, uh, most people think as long as they get the big things right, you know, they are right with God. I mean, as long as they don't kill, steal, uh, commit adultery and the like, uh, that makes them one notch better uh, than most people. (laughs) Well, doesn't it? (laughs) No, it doesn't. Of course, God wants us to do the big things right. But God is equally concerned about the little things in life. Uh, Perhaps we have not cheated on our wife. But do we find ourselves devoting more time to our computer than to our spouse? Perhaps we have not gone out and robbed a bank. But maybe we have fudged on our taxes just a little teeny bit. Uh, The devil tempts us to think we can compromise on the little things as long as we're upright with the great things. But our Lord clearly teaches the opposite, saying, Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Thanks, Peter, for reminding us of that, because I guess that is one of the oldest tricks that the devil has. Oh, yes. As we do this study, we will learn much about the devil's deceptive ways. And that brings up another important point I must make. What's that? Well, as we look at how Jesus is tempted, we must always think of ourselves. Uh, For as the devil tempts Jesus, so he will tempt us. As the Lord himself said, if they do this to me and to the master, what will they do to his servants? It's not that I doubt you, Peter, but frankly, I can't recall any instance in my life where the devil tempted me to turn stones into bread. Ah, but that's not the heart of the temptation. The critical part of that temptation was the first thing the devil said. If you are the Son of God, don't you see he brings an element of doubt into their conversation? He suggests that Jesus must prove to the devil, and perhaps even to himself, that he is the Son of God. What does that have to do with us? Don't you see the devil does the same thing every day of our lives? Jesus felt the very human need of hunger. We also daily feel a variety of human wants. We call out for God to help us, sometimes for 40 days and nights, sometimes longer. What we want is for God to turn our stones into bread. 
to take our trials and somehow miraculously reverse them. And when he doesn't, what do we do, Gary? Well, I would like to think we would keep praying without ceasing, that we would keep on hoping in our God. But to be honest for myself, I often begin questioning God. Yeah, we wonder, are you the Son of God, Jesus? And if you are, if you are the Son of God for me, are you still present with me? Are you still working everything together for my good? Do you even hear my prayers? And in all of these doubts, we have fallen to the devil's temptation. As he asked the Lord, so he asked us, is Jesus the Son of God? In our weakness, we have replied, well, maybe not. Jesus didn't fall for that temptation. As you said last week, he replied, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yes, he understood that he didn't need to do miracles to prove he was the Son of God. He understood that he was still the Son of God even when he was hungry. In fact, he would still be the Son of God even when he dies. Now, that you mentioned it, Jesus faced that temptation throughout his ministry. People were always trying to get him to do a miracle to prove that he really was God. In fact, that's what Jesus said. Unless they see signs and wonders, they will not believe. And he also said, Gary, it is a wicked and adulterous generation that seeks signs. But uh, don't you see what that means for us? What's that, Peter? We, too, are constantly looking for signs uh, based on our faith on what we have seen. We, too, think we need miracles in order to believe. But in his reply to Satan, Jesus plainly tells us what we really need. Right. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Exactly, Gary. Jesus is the Son of God. He is present with us always. He is making all things work together for our good. He is hearing our prayers, and in due time we'll answer them. What we need, then, is just the patient faith that all of these things are true. And we get that faith only from the word that comes from the mouth of God. And it's the same word we talked about last week, isn't it, Peter? Yes, Gary. The word that speaks to us of God's forgiveness. You know, if we are forgiven, then everything else we just said about God's blessings will be most certainly true. As Luther said, in Jesus we have forgiveness, life, and salvation. For where there is forgiveness, there is always life and salvation. But uh, there are more ways that the devil tempts us, Gary, and, and I, I we'll talk about them next week. Oh, okay. That sounds like a great plan, Peter. Until next week, thank you for being on the program. We are listener-supported KFUO AM850 in the entire St. Louis region and here in St. Louis at 105.3 FM. Proclaiming Christ for you in word and song.